Welcome back, Power Collectors. This is a beta test with a new platform called Podcastle.ai, and we are going to try to import this into Adobe, do an upscale, and then upload this audio. See how it goes. If you're new to the podcast, my name is Hopper. Very nice to meet you. Welcome in. Um, I welcome you from other hobbies such as Pokemon, TCG, comics, music collecting, which has taken off recently. We're talking late April 2023, as well as if you collect cars, whiskey, wine, uh, stocks, crypto, Bitcoin. I don't really care what you collect, but I'll often be using sports cards as a analogy and parallel because I believe, in my opinion, it's the most advanced let's say, pop culture, hobby, or market in the world because it has everything from fractionals to funds to investments to private equity to private debt to uh, shares you can buy. There's also a Yahoo exchange now where you can follow various asset classes. It's done the whole evolution from basically put them in your bike, spokes back in the day maybe 40s 50s 60s flip cards as a game it became a, a pretty big collecting hobby for a few decades there 70s 80s 90s 2000s and then it became an asset class in the pandemic when major major players came in from celebrities to wall street to investors to managers to technologists to people even going global with PSA opening up in Japan and um, even China coming in, collecting basketball cards. So I'll often use sports as a reference, and if you're not familiar with sports cards, you can just kind of think of that as one of your familiar hobbies, such as Pokemon, comic books. So what I talk about in this podcast is the market, quote-unquote the market, which... Basically, I kind of created by calling this area of the hobby game investing. That was the original title for this podcast. You can go back to podcasts one through probably 150. Those are all about game investing, a time when this hobby was transitioning from, let's say, about 100 hardcore collectors that had been doing it for quite some time on various websites, including Nintendo Age, and growing that community into a market through new players such as Heritage Auctions, HA.com, Rally Road, RallyRD.com. Even Otis was in the game with Otis.com, which went away and they got bought out. There was also other players such as Golden Auctions, Comic Connect, Comic Link, and all these players came in with technology that basically gave us sold data and allowed us to evolve from a sleepy little hobby where everything's on the down low through the DMs or the boards um, to a publicly available sold data-driven market. And that's the part that I talk about, the investing side of things where we're talking about sold data that occurred on a platform where everybody can see the price and the buyer may or may not be anonymous, but we can assume the buyer paid for the item 
They also paid shipping, handling, insurance, taxes, possible declared values if it was an import, as well as possible sales taxes. So we can use these numbers of a very round sort of way. When you see a comp, you're talking about uh, the number before all that in terms of fees, shipping, customs, duties, and sales taxes. But it gives us a really nice base to see where the market's going and um coming out of the bubble of 2021 it's really interesting to see how far down we're coming whether we're in a trough whether we're going to hit bottom later whether we're coming back up on some items like i saw atari space invaders the other day bouncing i also taught it um i also saw sm64 bouncing which was the punching bag of the hobby for a while but um Basically, the difference in this podcast and all the other podcasts out there is I don't talk about collecting. I don't talk about gaming. I'm really focused on the financial side of the hobby, which I believe has grown from 100, let's say, power collectors to possibly 24, 25,000 enthusiasts as of the latest Get the Greg Games live YouTube stream for signature and if you did not know if you're new to the channel if you're new to the hobby signature is our super bowl that sets all the prices and sold data's data points that we use every two three or four months so it's kind of a quarterly thing kind of like wall street releasing quarterly reports for our hobby ha.com's signature event is our quarterly report on the market so, for example, me as a dealer, I've been dealing for 30 years, actually more than that. But on the video game side, I've been dealing games, flipping games, reselling games, buying games, selling games, trading games for about 15 years. And um, I use Signature to kind of reprice my eBay store. So if I have something too high or too low, I kind of adjust it based on Signature going off. So what happens during signature, during the few days before, few days after, you're going to see a lot of activity in the hobby. So if you're new to the game, that's the one thing you don't want to miss is signature. We just had a signature go off a few days ago. It was interesting because it was on a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, which is unusual. It's usually Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but they switched it up. I think the uh, director was um, taking a long-deserved holiday down in Baja or Mexico, and her team decided to push it a little bit forward. So it was Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and to me, my opinion, this is based on freedom of speech, I thought this was more of a collector auction as opposed to an investor auction. There was only a few pieces that were fighting for six figures. Of course, the market is down, but if you're new to the game, we used to have auctions that would go off in the millions and millions of dollars and there used to be several pieces that would reach beyond six figures, some that would go three, four, five, six, seven, eight hundred grand, and a few pieces have done one or two million in this hobby. So let's take a look at signature and drill down on a few CIB pieces for this beta test of AI-powered podcast online studio recording. I have no idea how this is going to turn out, it's been a while since I've been in the chair. I'm in a new room. I'm on the big screen. I'm on the Core i7 computer. On paper, this should be the best podcast ever in terms of quality, but I'm not going to do any editing. I'm just going to drop this into Adobe and 
throw it up on Anchor and see how things go. So I'm not going to go through 20 games. It looks like we've got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. Let's do a lucky 7. So basically, I go to HA.com, log in. If you are not registered with HA.com, it's free. That way, you can get sold data anytime at your fingertips by clicking on view past sell prices. So you type in a keyword such as Mario or uh, NES or Sega or Genesis or Dreamcast or 360, Xbox 360, whatever it is you're looking for, you type that into the box, you click search or enter, and then you click on the second tab on the right, which is view past sell prices in all caps. I typed in CIB and I've got 2,076 data points, but I'm going to focus on the last seven games, excluding Ghosts and Goblins, because I don't really know that title. Um, and we're basically starting off with Contra and ending with uh, SMB1. If you're new to the hobby, SMB1, SMB2, SMB3, SMW, SML, those are usually Super Mario something. Super Mario World, Super Mario Land, Super Mario Brothers. So let's start off with Contra. 9.2 CIB. Now before I go any further, I kind of want to talk about CIB in general before we uh, get into the actual game. CIB means complete in box. Box usually means cardboard. Cardboard usually means Nintendo cardboard. Um, you can have CIB disc. I have a, let's see, an NFR Halo. I have a CIB NFR Halo, so we still call that complete in box, even though it's kind of a complete in case. CIB is the industry standard for referring to a game or a piece that has a game, manual, and case, cartridge, disc, box, or a DVD style case or whatever it may be. It could be a, you know, a, a Sega long box, for example, jewel case. It doesn't really matter. Basically, we're talking about three components. So it does not require warranty cards, battery save sheets, maps and strategies, posters, or whatever might come in the box. It doesn't require a baggie. It doesn't require a styrofoam block. I think for WADA, I think they will put one in for you. Correct me if I'm wrong, Dennis, Dan, Andrew, do you guys provide styrofoam boxes? I mean, styrofoam, um, I don't know what those are called, fillers, so the cartridge doesn't uh, rattle around. Also, CGC, is that something you offer? Those are the two main grading companies I would recommend for CIB at this point in the game. On the front or back of the labels, you will actually see the variant knowledge and data and certification for your specific combination. So let's say... You have 10 possible boxes, 10 possible carts, 10 possible manuals. 10 times 10 is 100 times 10. That's 1,000 possible combinations you're going to see on eBay. So when you see CIB, usually in the market, we're talking about something that's matching. And that's the new WADA label. It says matching components. But in the wild, in the hobby side of things, you might see, let's say, 990 other combinations of Zelda that are not matching or possibly one of the components isn't matching two of the components aren't matching maybe it's just the first print box third print manual fifth print uh cartridge who knows what it could be i mean some of these things might have 25 prints two three dozen um the guy to go there to the guy to go to for nes variant knowledge would be joseph leo 
He has a book over three, 500 pages of all the insides or innards of a CIB. But today we're talking about heritage. We're talking about the market. We're talking about matching components CIB. Let's start with Contra. It's really easy. And the way you can find out what the population is as well as the variant is as of late April 2023 is go to watergames.com population reports. Click on NES and click on the CIB tab. And there you will see only one variant listed. If it has a plus symbol to the left of the title of the game, you're talking about multiple variants. Or there's a variant they haven't discovered yet. Um, it looks like as of the last update, though, they even put zeros in variants known to exist that have not yet been slabbed. So the best thing about WADA games, even though they've taken so much hate, to me, they've added more value to the hobby than any other company in the history of gaming all the way going back to me copying floppy disks and cassette tapes in the early 80s pre-NES when, uh, to me, the biggest value was the happy chip you could put into the Atari 810 um, and buy two of those and do happy copying. And bam, you have a free game. That was value add. What I'm talking about is free. Free is like, how can you complain when there's a free database right at your fingertips with tens of thousands of variants listed. You don't even have to sign up. You don't even have to give your email address, nothing. You can just log into the pop report and get all the variant knowledge for free. You can download it for free. You can manipulate it. You can, you can mine it. You can summarize it like Get The Greg Games have, has done on YouTube. Check his channel out. He's a great um, creator and a great live announcer when it comes to these these massive auctions with so much data running. So let's look at Contra. There's been 52 graded as of March. There's only three nine twos and none higher. So the next podcast episode, if this is going to be successful, is probably going to be called High CIB Myths, High CIB Opinions, High CIB BS. There are no high CIB. You know, that's that's the first myth. What is high? Well, let me ask you, what's high sealed? High sealed is definitely 9698. 968 plus mint, 988 plus A is gem mint, and 10.0 would be pristine, in my opinion, coming from sports cards. And I'm using kind of a mix between PSA, CGC, and BGS. So 95 is kind of like your 98 if you're coming over from cards, Pokemon, sports cards, whatever. 9598 is your gem mint. Your 10.0 BGS or 10.0 CGC is your pristine. That would be unheard of in gaming. There is no vintage retro stuff 10.0. There's a couple pieces out there. Those are never going to be released. Uh, that's going to be more, you know, more so case pack games, which uh, if you're new to the hobby, those are basically pristine games that never hit the floor, never hit the shelf, never hit the retail level. And um, they're straight out of a case and they get 10.0, 9.8, 8++. But when you're talking about cardboard, and you're talking about CIB, and you're talking about first print heavies. Heavies are your heavy-hitting titles, your Marios, your Zeldas, your Tysons. You're just not going to see high CIB. So if high sealed is 9698, I'm going to give CIB one grade of a break. Let's give CIB one grade and say for this podcast and the next podcast, high CIB is actually 949698. So 94 is your near mint, 96 is your mint, 98's your gem mint, pristine, whatever. I don't know if we're ever going to see a 10-0 CIB. So let's just, let's just use that assumption for today under freedom of speech. My opinion, high CIB has got to be 9-4.
So nine two, sorry. You know, if the if you're a part of the best group on the internet Facebook group called CIB Snobs, it's kind of a joke. And we use nine oh. I've been posting near mint eight fives with nine oh nine four nine six components. I think if you have a eight five overall with a nine six cart, post it. Why not? If it gets taken down, it gets taken down. Um most of the guys are pretty cool that run that group. Shout out to Mihara Robinson, uh, Tetris champ. He's really friendly. He runs that group. And uh, just ask him, hey, can I post this 8-0 with a 9-6, or whatever? It could be a mat. Maybe it's a mat. Maybe it's a mat 4-5 box, but you've got a 9-2, carton manual. Post it. You know, that's mint components. Two-thirds of that piece is mint, if not half. So that's another thing I got to mention for CIB. If you're new to the game, the ratios are slightly different for WADA versus CGC. Over at WADA, it's 50% box, 30% cartridge, 20% manual. So you can set up a little spreadsheet and multiply each box by 50.5.3.2 and then total that out. Or you can make another column for CGC, which is easier because it's just 50, 25, 25. So you got half of the grade is the box, half of the grade is the insides, not including non-game, non-manual. So I'm not talking about warranty cards and anything like that. We're talking 25% cartridge or disc, 25% manual. So now that we got that out of the way, Contra, three on the planet in near mint. Are we going to call 9.0 near mint? We'll call 9.2 near mint to mint. We'll call 9.0 near mint. Those are, there's, a, there's one handful of Contra one and only first prints for the entire planet in near mint to mint. There are no mint copies. There are no gem mint copies. The one on Heritage April 21st did 13, 20, and 9.2, top of the pop. Looking back at that, looking at the pop, that seems like a darn good deal. Now, when you're doing valuations on CIB, it's a good idea to check the sealed prices. And... Um, if you see heavies going off for $10,000 or more, I would say take a look at CIB if you can't afford that. So I'm going to look at Contra, sealed, most recent. We had a 85 go off April 20th, the prior day, for eleven grand. So that 9.2 Contra is running around 10%, a little bit, 10, 10 to 13%. To me, that's a decent deal. If you can get into a nice heavy near mint to mint, for 10% of the equivalent sealed price, I mean, a VGA 80 might hit a 9.0. Maybe it's not a total equivalent price, but it's close enough for government work. It's an 85, actually. That's definitely a 9.2. So, you know, that person walked away with a first print without breaking the bank. And I predicted many years on this podcast that CIW would continually rise, and I was absolutely right. I don't see CIB hurting you on the downside. And what's the holy grail of investing, according to Ray Dalio? It's diversification. Why? His assumption is you're reducing risk on the downside and it keeps you in the game. If you can stay in the game, if you can stay in the market, not the hobby. The hobby is easy to stay in. You can just go buy, you know, ratty components at the local garage sale and stay in the game. I'm talking about investment grade, top 10% of the top pop graded population, which is probably top 1% of the organic population of games, if not 0.0000001% when you're talking about something like a matte sticker, 1,000 organic versus 50 million 
produced globally? I mean, do the math for me. 1,000 divided by 50 million and then take one or two near mint copies. Take one to two divided by 50 million. That's what I'm talking about, okay? We are not talking about the same thing when we're talking about the hobby versus the market. So I think you can do well in the market and not break the bank and protect the downside and stay in the game if you take a look at near mint CIB. And I'm thinking near mint could go down to 8.5. To me, I'm noticing during the bubble, 7.5 was the threshold. If you got above 7 high, you had to pay. You had to pay up. You had to pay $50,000 for some of this stuff in 8.0. But in today's market, you can get into 8.0s if you have patience. Use that knowledge you can get for free at the WADA Games uh, Census. And I'm sure there's a new one coming from CGC soon. You can get in the game. You can stay in the game. You can diversify. And that is the holy freaking grail of investing, according to Ray Daly, who started Bridge Let's see, Bridgewater in 1974. When did Buffett start Berkshire? Berkshire was actually a uh, 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 textile or something, an industrial manufacturing company that he turned into um, a holding company. It originally wasn't that, but the question is, Berkshire, when did that company start and when did Buffett take over? So we're talking goats here, and, and Buffett's advice is stick to your circle of competence. So if you didn't grow up with... With NES, just listen to this and try to apply it to the console that you did grow up with. So the next one that went off was Disney DuckTales. I know this has a big following. Disney is going to blow up. Some guys like the sports card investor Geoff is saying, well, this is going to be bigger than Pokemon, Magic, and everything put together because of the long tail of collectors. And I'm waiting for kids, females, mothers, aunts, grandmothers to jump into gaming because there's so much rich IP to collect. So we had a DuckTales go off with a nice little stripe in the lower left that tells you that's with offer. It's a 9.4. That is high CIB. It did 2280. So let's take a look at the pop report. Okay, DuckTales. There's two variants on the uh, WADA pop report. We've got the Oval SOQ TM and we got the Oval SOQ TM Capcom offer. What is Oval SOQ TM? That means it came out before the Oval SOQR, which doesn't exist in this print run variant. But if you have a game that's in the late 80s, you might have an Oval SOQ TM versus an R. R's are usually going to be produced higher with more higher uh, quality available on the market because generally in the investing side of the hobby, the later you go, the more higher end slabs you're going to have. So some people prefer later high grade. Some people prefer um, earlier low grade. And that's just the name of the game. So CIB can get you in lower, earlier, at a bargain. Well, I don't know if you call $1,000, $2,000 a bargain, but to me it is a bargain compared to the bubble when we had CIBs doing 20, 30, 40, 50 grand. So Oval SOQTM, there's 18 of those. Um, Capcom Offer, there's one. Wait a second. I'm not an expert on DuckTales, but if, it, if this is the one and only High CIB Capcom offer. Somebody stole this as well. 2280 for a one of one. But there is a 9-4 regular and let's say two nine twos. So there's there's four there's four copies in well let's say there's let's go down to eight five. Let's say there's two handfuls for the planet 
of DuckTales in near mint to mint. And that's all variants. Next one that went off was Duck Hunt. We had back-to-back -back 8590. The 8.5 did 780. Let's say 800 bucks. The 90 did two grand, which is over double. So you have over a double premium, but the premium was for the matte sticker first print. So let's look at Duck Hunt. Earlier in the day, we had an all-time record um, for 2023, and that was over 120. I think it was 120 grand for Duck Hunt sealed 96. But let's take a look at the 90. So that's a gloss sticker. Now this is confusing because you've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight lines of data on CIB Duck Hunt. But I'm only really interested in the stickers, which are test market New York only for matte, Los Angeles only or both for gloss. Uh, does anybody know if gloss was released in New York as well? I assume it was. The rumor is about 10,000 organic gloss, 1,000 matte versus the typical heavy game, which is in the 10 million dollar range, uh, 10 million unit range. You know, Fortnite could be 100 million or, or a billions of dollars in, in revenue. So when you look at a couple handfuls for the planet, it's just mind boggling that games haven't gone to the moon yet, although they did go to the moon in 2021. So matte sticker, there's a 9.4. That's going to be your one mint copy on the planet for CIB. And this podcast is about CIB. So when I say on the planet, we're talking about CIB copies according to the WADA pop report on the planet. So let's just double that and say there's two. Then you've got 8.5 to 9.2. You've got two handfuls of near mint to mint duck hunts. And this one went off for two grand. The 8.5 was actually a one code hang tab. One code hang tab. Uh, I don't know if that's NESGP or just hang tab. Regardless, we're talking five handfuls across the board and only two near mint copies on the planet. There are no mint early duck hunt hang tabs on the planet in CIB, according to WADA. Next one that went off with Gyromite. This was a pack in. This is a very historical piece. It came with the console back in the day, along with duck hunt. And uh, you can actually see the original preserved pack-in copy duo twins at rallyroad.com. Full disclosure, I put in a buy. At, uh, I did put in a, did I put in a buy? Yeah, I put in a buy order, not an ad. I put in a buy order. It got filled about a week ago. So I am a stockholder in the Duck Hunt Gyromite non-sealed, never open, non-paint-breaked duck hunt and gyromite packins at rallyroad.com i don't know what those prices are i'm not going to look them up right now you can look up the yahoo index yahoo is now tracking muscle cars all the way to video games in an index go to yahoo.com click on uh, collectibles index you can actually see yahoo finance following collectibles on a daily basis i don't know if it's in real time but maybe it is most of the data is rally and rally is pretty much in real time now so the gyro was a cgc 8.0 cib matte sticker first production first production first print new york only fao schwartz before toys r us uh, signed on i do believe and blew up the nes back in the day and the rest is history it went off for only a grand which is just incredible so you can get into cib if you have ten thousand dollars to get started you can get into cib early matte stickers there's 35 on the planet for gyro and wad up slabs there's two mint copies 
and there's, let's say, two handfuls of near mint to mint copies. This one was just a touch below near mint. It was like uh, near mint minus, and um, you're talking, you know, what? Top 24 of 85, so that's, you know, it's not top 25%, let's say top 30% of the WADA population, but if you're looking at organically, that's definitely going to be, you know, top top 10% or less. The next one that went off was Mario Brothers. And when I say next one that went off, I'm going in reverse order. I'm not really sure how this is ordered, but I clicked on sort by most recent sales at HA.com. So probably these are the last ones that went off. There is fatigue at HA.com. If you want a little tip on getting bargains, sometimes I see fatigue on the last day or late in the session. You might see some things slip by because you don't have threes a crowd. And if you didn't join me in the chat on the YouTube live at Dylan's Get the Great Games on YouTube, I said that two people is a party and threes a crowd. So if there's two people bidding and one drops out, you can get a bargain. But if there's three people bidding, like last night at PWCC, me and two other bidders were bidding uh, against each other for the first print Guitar Hero. Um, I could just tell the bids came in, they came in, they kept coming in. And if three people are fighting it out, it's not really going to be a bargain. So let's take a look at uh, Mario Brothers. This is the arcade, the one screen, the single screen. This is before platforming changed gaming forever. 9.0 CIB went off for almost 2,500. Hang tab 2 code. That's a pretty good um, number. Mario Brothers, hang tab, two code, NESTM. Yeah, I'm guessing that uh, two code is going to be the NESTM on the front. You can zoom in. Nope, en entertainment system. If you see no TM after entertainment system, that is probably a two code. A three code would be NESTM. So if you look at the NES code on Mario Brothers single screen, 14 copies. It's one of the most common. Gloss is next out of 68 so that's top 15 percent but it was a 9-0 which is you know it's it's top one or two in the world in that variant are there any other 9-0s well there's one gloss 9-2 so that's the holy grail of single screen that explains the 2500 we're talking top of the pop across the board really because that 9-2 will probably never come out of the woodwork so let's take a look at one more game before we shut out this uh this beta test, and that is the King, the Goat, the uh, the Charizard, the Superman, the Michael Jordan, the uh, the Black Lotus, the Ferrari, the uh, what are you doing? Whiskey? Is it some Scottish thing? Um, I don't know. Wine? I have no idea. And I grew up in wine country. Gary V, what's the Holy Grail goat of wine? Anybody out there doing whiskey? Muscle cars to me would be a 67SS Muncie 4-speed bone stock with a convertible. I mean, that's got to be the holy grail, right? So Super Mario Brothers 7.5 gloss sticker went off. Full disclosure, I bought one of these from Mark Hennig. This was his other copy. It went up, so I was the underbidder. It went off for about 4500 I paid 35 for mine, but I pumped this because I was ready to buy another one for 3500 if I had not bid, I do not know where it would have landed, but 45 is a strong number. Gloss sticker, second print, Los Angeles. Super Mario Brothers. Um, 
There's one 9-4 gloss, which is called the Pawn Stars Mario that's sealed. Just Google Pawn Stars Mario if you're new to the hobby. You can see the one and only 9.4 gloss sticker. There are no sealed matte stickers from what we understand. So the best thing in the world would be a matte sticker Mario. The second best thing in the world is the Pawn Stars Mario. You can see Dennis's long hair in that video. Rest in peace, Steve. Reese, I do believe. Um, tragic story, but definitely a hobby. More like a market contributor. Um, he did things that helped the market, I do believe. And he didn't deserve the hate that he received. Um, and he didn't deserve to go out the way he did. So that, uh, that video is his legacy, along with the Pawn Stars video game legacy, along with Dennis making his first appearance on mainstream TV. But that's the best Mario on the planet. That's the GOAT. That would be like the Gem Mint 9.5, uh, you know, XRC Star Company Michael Jordan. That would be like a Charizard 10.0 BGS, possibly, you know, uh, uncommon Japanese 96 or something, or maybe the highest graded of uh, that um, other Japanese promo or whatever it is. I can't remember. And then, you know, you look at Black Lotus, that would be the highest graded Black Lotus. That would be the highest graded action comics. Probably not Spider-Man. Maybe Spider-Man. I don't know. Amazing Fantasy 15. I don't know. Um, when you're talking Mario, he's like all of the above. He's like Spider-Man and he's Superman, right? So muscle cars, I don't know. You'd have to go way back into the 40s or 50s. I don't really, I, I don't dig the round uh, cars back in the day. I, I really prefer the the transition into square in the 60s but uh that would probably be something like a a, a freaking you know a hemi or a big block corvette that's bone stock with a four speed out of the 60s or something like that um so you know if you can't afford to buy a ferrari if you can't afford uh you know uh a crazy 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 holy grail you can get into a second print for less than five thousand dollars the other day and the total pop is 16, but if you look at the, the grade condition sensitivity, there are no 9.8s, there are no 9.6s, there are no 9.4s. There's one 9.2 near mint to mint copy on the planet in terms of water slabs. There are no 9.0s. So there's one near to mint to mint copy. It was a 7.5, but hey, 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 hold your horses. There's no 9.0s, 1.85, 3.8.0s. I have the other 7.5. So there's basically one handful that you have to pry to get an X-Mint to near-mint second print Mario. What about Matt? Um, hmm. Oh my God. I just made a major, major mistake. I was looking at Mario Brothers single screen. Delete everything I just said or replace it with Mario Brothers single screen. Let's look at SMB. SMB1 is Super Mario Brothers, the horizontal platformer that created and revolutionized the genre and basically saved the industry with the Nintendo Entertainment System blowing up nationwide after the gloss sticker and then it went to Chicago, San Francisco and all the other major cities across the nation. It got shrink-wrapped. Then they started pumping out tens of millions of copies and that went on to save the video game industry. So the matte sticker has 36 copies but there are no near mint to mint copies. The gloss sticker does have two, not one, 9.2s. So there's only two near mint to mint CIB test market Marios for the entire 1 billion gamer population.
there's only two. So that makes sense that the 7.5 can do five grand because there's another couple of handfuls from 8.0 to 8.5. There are no 9.0s. So if you can't pry the 2.92s or the, the 3.85s, your next best is an 8.0 or a 7.5. And when you're talking about SMB1, you're talking about strong hands across the board. We're talking about hobby strong hands. We're talking about loose strong hands. We're talking about investment strong hands. We're talking about fractional strong hands. We're talking about people like me, dealer strong hands. I just put up a Famicom Mario um, portfolio. And to me, strong hands means that I overpriced it. And I did because I'm not in a hurry to sell especially in this buyer's market. So that does it for a couple CIBs, introduction to CIB, introduction to uh, podcast, podcastle.ai. I don't know if this is AI enhanced. I guess I'll try to download this now into Adobe if it doesn't filter out that background noise. I apologize if there is background noise. Um, we are still a work in progress in season infinity here. But we're going to get there. And when we get there, we are going to bring on anyone and everyone. I want Gary V to come on. I want Valuetainment, the general to come on. I want, uh, you know, I want uh, the ESPN analyst to come on. I want the dentist to come on. I want the founder of SideQuest Games to come on. I want Nerdy Girl to come on. I want the entertainment lawyer to come on. I want the kid to come on. I want the gamer, the champ to come on. There's so many people that are out there. And obviously the goat over there, I think his name is Jeremy from Sports Card Live. I would like him to come on. Um, you know, the CGC team to come on. Anybody and everybody in the power collecting investment side of the hobby, you're invited once I dial in this new artificial intelligence enhanced way to produce and create on the internet. And what am I thankful for? I'm thankful for everything. I'm thankful I went online over 30 years ago, dialed up and networked with sports card dealers and coin dealers around the country on a 1200 baud modem hooked up to a Mac SE. I am so lucky to still be here standing thanks to my wife, my family. Um, without them, I would probably be homeless, broke, bankrupt in the gutter. I am so thankful for my friends and family. I am thankful for all the love I receive on social media to keep me going, um, helping me feel safe, comfortable, healthy, get back to a place where I can share, try to add value to this beautiful growing hobby and evolution into a full-blown transparent market. That is my dream and goal. So play life like a video game, everybody. Try something new. Take a look at some CIBs. Take a look at some RAWs on eBay. Take a look at the POP report. Take a look at the variant knowledge. Try to piece things together. Try a little bit of Frankensteining. Maybe you'll hate it. Maybe you'll love it. Some of these pieces that came to market over the weekend were the result of a decade-long process, multiple submissions, multiple purchases, multiple cleanings, multiple shipments, multiple receives, multiple certifications, authentications, matching components, upgrading components, just boots on the ground, hard work, labor, getting through those, you know, setbacks, letdowns. Oh, it wasn't quite what I thought that component was going to come back as. 
If you do that enough times like Kevin Thomas did, a.k.a. Frog Fuchsius on Instagram, who released this beautiful CIB collection into Heritage Signature over these last few days, April 20th, 21st, 22nd, 2023, you can also become a master.